There's a smart new website that will change the way you invest using social media. Like Folio. Here to explain a team of brothers, Andy and Landon Swan, of Like Folio. And they've always been building out great technology at the intersection of social and trading. Powered by unique social data. Analyzed by legendary traders. The Like Folio broadcast starts right now. 16 years ago, they were mailing me DVDs. And now they're worth 40 billion bucks with some of the best original content on TV. I guess it's not even on TV. It's just streaming. We're talking about Netflix, one of the most successful companies of the last decade. Awesome stock and a personal favorite of everybody. But we're going to find out if we can, we think they can continue to rally and, and weren't those the days when they sent you the DVDs? That was the best. You got one in the mail. Yeah, you got one in the mail or two or three. With and then a little return envelope you thing. You it and then you returned it and then you could add more to your to your list to be mailed. And all the while you could add to your queue. Oh, yeah. So that you knew what you wanted to order in the future after you returned your DVDs. That little red envelope showed up in the mail and boy, were you smiling. It's crazy. And they adapted. That's, they, that they seems adapted. so barbaric. It does. They adapted. <laughs> Meanwhile, Blockbuster's still trying to in the store are they i thought they were done i thought they were d-o-n-e yeah Yeah. they they might be but i think they're probably still like the executives at night and their sleep (laughs) probably still going come in the store rent a dvd we're running a special (laughs) rent three get one um jim kramer's starting to get continue to be bullish on netflix he's uh he says, sometimes when the clouds clear, people just want to pay up for growth. Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, i.e. Fang. So if you see people talking about Fang on Twitter, they're talking about that uh, four stocks that Kramer put together, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google as kind of the the biggest leaders of technology and growth. And I think he's right. Um Ophir, again, always good research. He's got a graph up showing number of households subscribing to Netflix worldwide from 2010 to 2020. So projected into 2020. So in 2010, Landon, guess how many households subscribed to Netflix in 2010, six years ago? Ooh, boy. Well, I'll give you a clue. Today, it's about 81 million. All right. Wow, is it really? Two. No, 20 million. Oh, okay. 20 million subscribed. This was 2010? 2010. So six years ago, uh, about, well, it's 19 million. Now it's 81 million. They expect it to be wow. 117 million subscribers in 2020. So that's so strong. Pretty significant growth it, for it Netflix. It seems conservative even. I mean, it's a big number, but from where they're at. Especially yeah. since now they're getting international exposure. That's. Fifty percent growth in four years on a big number. That's pretty good. That's true. And yeah, I, well, I'm thinking in my head that there's whatever three hundred fifty million people in the U.S., but that's not how many households there are. Yeah, and this is global. Yeah, so you got to divide that up. They're crushing it. They're crushing. They it. got Fuller, for good reason. They got Fuller House coming out. We did a it's whole out. show on making a murder. I mean, this is. This, they're they're pretty amazing. They they put out some good stuff. Yeah, Fuller House is out. 
We yeah. should talk real quick what our favorite shows are. House of Cards, I think everyone loves. House of Cards season one. Mm-hmm. I think season two was pretty decent. Season three kind of, I don't know. It was yeah. kind of weak to me. I know. And season four comes out Friday. Season four comes out Friday and they're going hard with the scandalish type stuff. You know? Yeah. The, <laughs> it's turning into him a soap. and his wife. And- it's, it's been a soap opera all along, but now it's getting, it was kind of like a, it was kind of like a male slash female audience soap opera. Now it's turning into like a drama queen female <laughs> yeah. soap opera type thing. Yeah. They're getting into relationship stuff and mm-hmm. kind of away from the hardcore political. You know, hardball and all that kind of stuff. I like that, made, that stuff. That, that made fun. season yes. one great because it's kind of like inside baseball. You felt like you were getting a peek inside right. of what it really might be like. And, and it felt real. It felt yeah, authentic. Right. You know? Hopefully season four they bring it back. I think that, th- that I read somewhere that they changed back some of the writers that mm-hmm. uh, had taken over season three that those guys are out now. Good. Those guys and ladies or whatever. Get them out of here, man. Yeah. Let's get back to season. Let's... Uh, I'm going to watch season four. Of I'm course. Gonna, so I watched all of season three, even yeah. though I was like, oh, that episode was terrible, and so was the one before it, but I'm going to keep watching because sure. I just can't stop. What yeah. about uh, Narcos? Pathetic. Have you guys watched Narcos at all? Dude, Narcos is sick. That is major thumbs up for me. I haven't seen it yet. These are Netflix originals that we're talking about. Making a Murder, we all got into, obviously. Great. What about Arrested Development? I I didn't really... I is tried a like Net- a couple that's episodes. That's not a Netflix original, though, is it? I think it is. I thought it was a TV show from back in the day that they're just... Started, or, or did they pick it back up on I, Netflix? I think they did. Maybe my research is wrong. I think it's a Netflix original. Hmm. The one. What ticks me off about Netflix is I'm going to get on a plane. I'm going to be on a plane four of the next five days. And I can't watch Netflix on the plane. Yeah. I have to rent stuff from iTunes to, in order to have it downloaded so I can watch these things on a plane. That's when I do most of my binge watching. They need to institute what Amazon Prime Video recently did, where you can download the video prior to a trip and watch it offline. I think you, I think there's a, a um, finite amount of you know data that you can download. So let's say four gigs worth of video that you can download and watch offline. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, the Amazon Prime Insta Video has it, so you can technically add that to your list of ways to consume video content. On top of iTunes when you're traveling. I always forget about Amazon Instant Prime. They're solid. Yeah. I need to check that out. You're right, Nick. It was Fox originally. Netflix picked it up after three seasons. Okay. So they took it over. Cool. It was, there was a hiatus for like but, 10 years. But they're it, creating the content now. Now they're creating the content. Now yeah. it's an original. So it's kind of both. That's it's cool. not original, right. but it's right. theirs. Right. Yeah. The only other one I want to mention was uh, Master of None. Have you guys seen that? With uh, Aziz. Aziz Ansari? Yeah. It's pretty good. It's I not watched, amazing. I've watched one episode. It's pretty good. He's a funny dude. He's Is that a, the dude from um, Parks and Recreation? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, a, he, dude. He's hilarious. The Indian guy. He, yeah. he is hilarious. With the uh, when he had the DJ Roomba and all the tents yes. stuff and all that. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh my gosh! All That's right, so let's funny. dig into. Um, obviously, everybody in this room is a fan of Netflix. What about what are we seeing what about on the world? Yeah, what are we seeing on social? <clears throat> well. Um, the, I'll touch on cash tags real, real quick. We don't normally talk a lot, but, um, cash tags have been picking up a lot lately. And I think that kind of reflects the, the kind of volatile nature that we've been seeing out of Netflix. So you're saying more people are talking about the stock. More people are talking about the stock itself, not talking about brands here. 
Um, and the sentiment of cash tags has been going down a little bit. So people are getting a little more bearish on the stock. Uh, just wanted to touch on that because that was kind of interesting. The brand data is, it's a poster child for how good like folio data is. Uh, this is a very, very good predictor of Netflix stock and has led the, our data has led the stock by about a quarter. Um, so it's pretty much like you see it come in the next earnings report every time. Um, and so the only thing that is really interesting is, so the big run up around, uh, I guess that's around July, the first part of that double top was predicted by the like folio data. The, as was the drop following the second run up to go test that top was kind of not predicted by like folio data. It, ours went up a little bit preceding that, but it, it didn't say that it should have gone up that much. And then, of course, we got the big sell-off afterwards. And so um, I found that pretty interesting. Going forward, Netflix has been uptrending for the entire time that we've seen it on the data side. Now it's starting to look like, just on the very recent side, we could see a small pullback. The 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 data is still uptrending, and I would expect that it would continue to do so. So I'm bullish on the stock overall. But if I'm talking about an entry point, I would say that I would wait one earnings report before I'd get in. I think that we've got some more data coming in, and there's been a pullback lately. Um, to the the one month moving average of, of brand mentions is actually down around the one year moving average. So it's like kind of hitting that low, and every time it does that, the stock comes down a little bit. So I would expect a small sell-off. So if you're looking to get in long, I would wait just a little bit. So you're saying that people are actually talking about Netflix less. Well, I guess it's kind of a relative term. So everything's uptrending. Sorry if I was unclear. It's uptrending, but we're on the down part. You know how an uptrend goes up and down and up and down. Mm -hmm. We're kind of on the part that's going down right now. Okay. And we haven't seen it bottom and start going back up yet. Okay. So I would just wait. I would be bullish long term, but I would wait for my entry. Okay. Okay. I like that. And the stock's at 93, which is down considerably from its highs. Around 130. 130, yeah. Around 130. Um, so we can start... We can start looking for a little bit more of, we can look for two things, it sounds like. We can look for more of a dip in the stock or short drop term. in the stock. Short term. Short term. Like two to six percent would be my guess. And over the next couple months. Or we can look for a reversal in that brand data. Right. Right. I would wait. One of those two things would trigger us saying, all right, now's the time to to get into this because the long term everything we see is bullish. Absolutely. Okay. And and you think about an uptrend it like I was saying it goes up and down and up and down. It keeps hitting this sort of uh, line that's continually higher. So there's higher highs and higher lows. Well, right now the low is higher than it was before, but it's also hitting that low point. So if it all of a sudden breaks down and less people are talking about Netflix, then that would be a different decision. So I would definitely wait right now. If that number starts coming up again, you got a month or two lead time, so there's no rush. I think it's going to pull back a little bit. Wait, wait a little bit and see what the data does, and then you'd have uh, enough time to make your decision. Cool. And then sentiment. Sentiment has been really strong, really high. 
Uh, not a lot to talk about there. It's been. Why would you complain about Netflix? Yeah, there's, right? not I mean, to, there's not much bad to say. I mean, listen to us. Yeah. Prior to us getting into the data, we're over here just gushing right. about Netflix. It's in the low 90s and has been. Everybody likes Netflix. Okay. Yeah, I think the only time you would really complain is if it's not working. Or like I just complained about not being able to use it on the airplane. That does. You did a feature request, essentially. Yeah, I did a feature request, but it still is a negative, and it would show up if I tweeted that as a negative in like folio data. Right. So it or, is a or negative. If people were disliking House of Cards season three, like we were. Yeah. And if Which is a risk. Out, if season four comes yeah. out weak, then you know that could certainly push sentiment lower. That's a risk for the stock. That's a legitimate thing to watch because Netflix is building a lot of their audience based on this original content, and if that content isn't as great, then something like Amazon Prime Instant, which they're they're building content too, but there's a commoditization kind of when it comes to just the concept of streaming data mm-hmm. right, and streaming uh, entertainment. Right. You know, there's a bit of a commoditization there. Either one of them could have Cheers season four. I don't know yeah. which one does. But it may be both. It may be both, but there's more and more players getting into that. And so the original content, I think, is the bet that they're making on the separation right. of why you would pay for one versus the other. Exactly. And their model where they release everything right away. You say season four is coming out. Was it Friday? Yeah. They said. So that's it. You know, if you, if you love House of Cards so much that that's the primary reason you're a Netflix subscriber and all of a sudden you don't like season four, then you think about how long season five is when you're like, ah, that's really the only reason I like it. Maybe you'd cancel. Yeah. So that model kind of creates a requirement for them to have a lot of original programming coming out periodically. So maybe if you don't like House of Cards, you pick up on something else, the rest of development or whatever, and you look forward to that one. Uh, but I think they have to have a lot more successes than than uh, failures obviously and so far they've done that but i think that is their vulnerability so three takeaways i'm getting here are three potential triggers for me just listening to you number one is if the stock pulls back even further and the data holds up the social data holds right. up the way that it is holding right now like if it's if it hit that low and if it starts climbing up as the stock's dropping then you're good to go then long. Good. uh if the social data starts to move higher quickly and the stock stays in the low 90s, then again, you've got sure. a little bit of a divergence opportunity. The third thing, and probably the most potentially profitable, but also least likely, is to watch for uh, Netflix social data to drop in terms of mentions and to drop in terms of sentiment. If both of those things happen, that would be a total game changer yes. for the stock because now it's not beloved by everybody. And you see that in advance and you see uh, a stock that's $40 billion on, uh, you know, probably a, uh, some, some crazy ratios that would, uh, contract crazy. And, and that sort of thing. So they made 120 million last year. Yeah. 120 million. They're worth on 7 billion in revenue. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the three scenarios that I would look for. They're all a little bit, uh, you know, sit on your hands for now in a way. Yeah. Uh, but they, but they, you know, it's always good to have a playbook for every stock that you want to trade. So Netflix is a stock that I always want to be able to have a playbook for because it has high liquidity, um, the options are fairly liquid, correct, Nick? They're I mean, fairly liquid. I mean, it's one of the most traded. I have a few gripes about the options liquidity. I'd like to see – we have strike increments of five. 
I'd like to see strike increments of one. So you just have a little more options on your options. And, um, the bid ask spreads on some of the strikes are a little wider than I'd like to see. You know, we see some strikes with 30 cent bid ask spreads and these are close to the money strikes that should be tight bid ask spreads. You know, they can be as wide as 30 cents or as tight as 10 cents. I'd like to see those tighten up to like five, 10 cents. So there, there's some room for improvement on the liquidity of the options, but they're liquid enough to trade. Yeah. And they have, um, and they're always available. I think Netflix is always one of the top 10 traded stocks. Um, so you're going to have good exposure to understanding what's going on with the company. It's not like they're hiding a lot. It's very clear what's going on with the company. So I would, again, you know, for Kramer's Fang stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, and Google, I always want to have a playbook. I always want to know the scenarios. If I'm not going to be in a trade right now, I want to know what will get me into one. Absolutely. And, um, so these three, these three are options. It seems like, Nick, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like one of these is pretty clear. If you're going to say, if the stock drops and the data holds, then I want in. Well, why don't I just sell a put underneath the market right now? You know, or the way things are lining up from a data perspective, it seems like a neutral play again, kind of like we did in Disney, could be the best opportunity here. Yeah, and it's about the same price as Disney. We're not, you know, remember that was like ninety two, ninety three bucks. That's working out great. That was a short strangle that I did there, and I'm still holding it. I entered at a dollar eighty, and it's currently a dollar forty five. So we're seeing some slow, you know, theta decay, a little volatility decay there. And just so people know, if you're not super familiar with options, entering at a dollar eighty and it being down to a dollar forty five is a good thing because you're short that you want it to go to zero. It's a good thing. The difference between uh, the the play in Disney, you know, from a short strangle perspective, and Netflix, Disney, we were able to, I was able to do a seventy five one hundred mm-hmm. short strangle. In Netflix, I could do a seventy one fifteen. So, you know, it's a little bit higher beta stock, so we can get a little further away from the money with both the put and the call. So you can get a little wider on your short strangle. 7115 is a strong range here. I think that's a pretty decent play based on the data here. I was hoping to hear a more bearish story from Landon. <laughs> I was too. Because stay tuned. From a technical we perspective. <laughs> yeah, from a technical perspective, you mentioned the double top. And we, we've seen the double top, the neckline's around 100, it broke 100, it's retraced back to 100, so it's kind of at that neckline support turn resistance. If we could, It measures from 100 to 130 on the height of the double top, so when you break the neckline, you take that 30 points and you subtract it from the neckline, which puts the stock around 70, if it were to, in fact, make the measured move of this double top. 70 is a beautiful, on a three-year chart, uh, resistance turn support area. It also fills in a, an earnings gap from about four quarters ago. It would be the perfect entry point if we were to able to get a bearish move, but that would be a pretty significant percentage move in Netflix, which it doesn't sound like. Well, the so their next earnings report is April 20th. I'm going to I'm gonna suggest we wait, look for the data, and you got time to get in before that earnings. So... We'll have a lot more information at that point. I know you really want to pull trigger, but the only time that the data has suggested to be short versus the stock price, if you take in the consideration of where the stock's at, was around November before that second double top. But the data did not support that run-up, um, and it has since come down a lot. So 
right now, that's the only time in the four-year history of our data that it's been bearish on Netflix versus the stock price. I okay. think it could be, certainly, over the next four weeks if we have bad data, especially coming from House of Cards. So I would, I would wait, but maybe consider strongly what to do if one of those situations happens that Andy described. Okay. So while we're waiting, why not make some money on some time decay and go back to the you know, 70, 115 short strangle play? That range, I really like it. It's the April options with 46 days left till expiration. 46 days is like the most optimal theta decay time period to maximize your theta decay on out of the money options. So, you know, while we're waiting, we could for the next two weeks put a little money in the pocket. It's selling for two seventy five, two dollars and seventy five cents. So two hundred and seventy five dollar profit potential per lot. Mm-hmm. And if we're looking to make, you know, say a hundred and fifty bucks off of this, take about fifty percent of the value decay away, it might only take two to three weeks, and then we're out of the position a few weeks prior to earnings. So we avoid that pre-earnings. You're saying this is, these are April options? These are April. They expire April 16th, I think. 16th, perfect. So you got four days before earnings. Four days before earnings. But I would I would exit in about a month. Cool. You know, so to to avoid that pre-earnings volatility ramp up. Gotcha. Okay. I like that. I'm going to do one contract that way. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to keep it light, but that'll put me a position on Netflix. Which I don't have currently. Yeah, I don't think we can go heavy based on the information we've talked about here, but putting something on is fun. Yeah, and you've got some... Uh, oh, I wanted to ask you about um, Tesla. Okay. We... Um, when we did the uh, the positions review show yesterday, mm-hmm. or the last show on Friday, um, we talked about how on Tesla... We were getting bullish at 150 or 155 just a couple weeks ago. It was like ago. 153. Yeah. And, um, stock major run up to 190 since then. I haven't checked what it is today, but I assume it's around there. So we've had an, we've had 92, 192. So now we've got almost 40 bucks of profit on this Netflix or on this, sorry, Tesla Tesla long. What are we doing now? I already bailed. (laughs) You always bailed Tesla too early. Hey, man, that's my MO. Well, I think I had a different strategy on. I had sold the 145, 135 vertical put spread. Okay. What if some, what would you suggest if you're a listener out there, you bought Tesla at 153 mm-hmm. based on this bullish like folio data. Now the stock's at 192. You haven't really heard us say anything negative about it. So you haven't sold it. You're just kind of waiting to know what to do. Would you say sell? Would you say start selling some $200? Calls against it? Absolutely sell some calls against it if you haven't already. If you're just straight up bought shares down at 155, absolutely sell calls here. You're silly not to. If you took on a big position, I would even, you know, argue to take half the position off and then sell calls on the other half. Okay, cool. All right. Because I mean, when you get a spike up like this in two weeks, I mean, just nailed that trade. Nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. 153 to 192. And Nick is someone to listen to on this kind of stuff. He's very good at managing his positions and when to exit and what to do with them. I know. That's why on Friday when you were chilling on the beach, we were kind of like, man, I wish Nick was here because we got a few things that I'm trying to decide what to do. And I know people, uh, you know, listening are trying to decide what to do. So for Tesla, take off half your position or sell some calls against it. Don't be greedy. Um, but nice, 
Nice trade. Oh, hell of a trade. Yeah. I mean, that's what you call a rubber band bounce right there, baby. Uh, that was a big one. All right, cool. So um, Nick and I at least are going to do one contract on Netflix, sell the, uh, what was it, the, the 70 put 70 along put. with the 115 call? Correct. 70 put, 115 call. For like $2.70? $2.70, somewhere in that range. I'm going to work it. Love I'm going to start that. at 275 and I'll trickle down. I like there. that because there's... There's nothing in the day that says there should be a move that big either direction. So I, I like that. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stick with my wait and, and see two or three weeks and then play earnings if there's a move. I uh, cannot wait to play earnings on Netflix. Yeah, I should mention that the only reason I'm going to do this trade is because the volatility opportunity is strong as well. So we have a great theta opportunity with 46 days left till expiration. The volatility is currently 70%. And mm. if you look at a three-year implied volatility chart, 70%. Is pretty much a really toppy area for Netflix. On a 52-week basis, it went up to like 120 at one point this year. But if you look at it on a longer-term basis, 70 is still a good area to sell premium. Nice. And the Lightfolio data does not really support uh, that there would be that much volatility in the next three to four weeks exactly. for Netflix. So Definitely not. Combine that all together, it looks like a nice recipe for success. Yeah, it's and it's a fun little trade to have on that you're not... Uh, that you're not going crazy with. So we found a way to get into a trade on Netflix today. <laughs> um, Despite <laughs> every effort, I tried. <laughs> yeah. Landon, well, hey, we're going really small. That's good. It's. I'm sure you guys will be fine on that trade. I'll, yeah. do, I'll do a few lots, but... I'm going to save my, my ammo for the earnings play. I like it. Cool. Love that. All right, good show. Um, the rest of the week, we got a good mix of things going on, different people coming on, different people dropping out. Uh, you'll have to stay tuned to check that out, but uh, this week's going to be a wild one, and we can't wait to hit you guys up for, through the rest of the week. Keep making money. Keep having fun. Like Folio, week has just begun. My rhymes are on time today, brother. Damn, son. 